The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. here with the wooden spoon podcast a special episode of the sit down we have a ufc fighter uh the ultimate fighter season 27 champion michael trezano thank you so much for coming on mike i really appreciate it I'm sorry if my intro is not as good as bruce buffer but uh <laughs> well uh no i appreciate it man anytime yeah so um tell me a little bit uh, about what's going on how you handling the pandemic i mean i've been fine nothing really has changed uh I'm healthy, family's healthy, awesome. can't complain. Um, just been training. Uh, I had a, another minor knee surgery, so just to clear out some scar tissue and uh, just been rehabbing that and looking to make a return sometime towards the end of the year. Awesome, that's exciting stuff. So um, this is like an Italian-American podcast, so give us a little bit of backstory on maybe your heritage, your family. I know I, I was, when you were on The Ultimate Fighter, they um, interviewed you about you have a hundred cousins, <laughs> something crazy. So, yeah. So I'm mainly Italian. That's like more like the Irish side. Okay. The Irish side is huge. My Italian side is actually very small. Mm-hmm. It's not your like run in the mill, like big Italian family. No. Um, I mean, I'm very close with everybody in my family. Um, I honestly, I'm, uh, I'm Napolitan and Calabrese. All right. So, <laughs> Uh, I can't remember who, who it was. I think my grandmother is from Naples and my grandfather um, is from Calabria, but they were born here mm-hmm. and their parents were right off the boat. Oh, nice. So, nice. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get the opportunity to learn Italian. I wish I did, mm-hmm. but they were like the typical immigrants teaching all their kids English because it was like frowned upon to yeah. you know, learn Italian. So we kind of got the short end of the stick. <laughs> I know. I'm slowly trying to learn that right now. So that's my dilemma right now. I, I've, I've wanted to do it. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. So, I mean, I got to get on that. But. Yeah, there's so many free resources to it. There's, it's almost too yeah. much free resources. So it's like you almost have to make like a money commitment and kind of jump yeah. into it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I was going to do it, I'm going to do it right and go all out and maybe do like that Rosetta Stone. I know that's mm-hmm. pretty good. It's yeah, expensive, sure. but it's good. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, any run-ins with the wooden spoon growing up? I mean, that's the name of the, the company over here. So so that was more of like my my dad and his brothers telling the story. Like as soon as like the, they would, they'd be fighting or whatever. And as soon as my grandmother just opened the drawer, they'd scatter, yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're gone. I, I lost my grandmother in 2000. 2001 and my grandfather in 2009 so I mean it's been a while since they've been around but uh I mean we still have big family get-togethers you know every year uh we usually do uh Christmas Eve at my uncle's house and that's usually just craziness yeah Christmas Eve is almost always bigger than Christmas Day uh my entire life Christmas Eve has been like chaotic and then Christmas Day has just been everybody's like recovering from Christmas Eve (laughs) (laughs) did you do the seven fishes or just big dinner 
we were doing the seven fishes and then my my aunt and uncle got tired of cooking so like for a long time uh we've been doing just sushi they get like a oh, massive okay. sushi boat and they get there you go seven fishes right there <laughs> that's a good idea yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um tell us a little bit about like you getting into mma and how that journey kind of went like was it always like from you were little or did you kind of discover it a little bit later on so i mean i grew up watching like rocky with, with my dad and that got me pumped i always wanted to fight at madison square garden so that's that's a goal still um so it's a super achievable goal yeah i mean it could happen um just i mean with the pandemic and stuff it's kind of like delaying it but but yeah, so I, I would I'd be watching that, and I always wanted to box. I didn't really, I wasn't really too familiar with MMA until I uh, I started training. I I walked into a Tiger Showman's that was right around me in Jersey, and uh, I started doing everything: boxing, kickboxing, jujitsu. That was your first like MMA experience and training was right at Tiger Showman's. Yeah, man, we do everything in dropping you right into the one deep spot. Back. Yeah, man, I I just started training there, and then. Uh, I, I, a couple of the guys that were on our fight team had done the show. I've seen it. And this was back at, like, at, it was, they must have been on season like 12. Mm -hmm. And I told my, I told my, my coach at the time, I was like, I'm going to win season 25. <laughs> and this was back when it was like season 12. I'm like, I'm going to be on season 25. I'm going to win it. Now it's two off, two off. Two off <laughs> predicting it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was as soon as I saw that show, I thought it was an awesome opportunity to one get my name out there, and it was a good platform to get into the UFC. So, you know, as soon as it it happened, I actually fought in Bellator right before I went on the show, and because they they called first, they had a local show. They were trying to get local fighters to fill the undercard. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna take that opportunity. And then uh, I fought, did well, and then uh, like a couple months later, they an announcement came out. It was like a flyer, like um, ultimate fighter undefeated uh, tryouts mm -hmm. on this day. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And I just ran with it. And I, I honestly didn't put any pressure on myself. I was like, look, I'm going to just go out there, give it everything I got. If it goes well, great. If it's not, whatever, you know, I'm still young in my career. I was six and zero at the time. And, you know, I'd, I still had plenty of time to grow and improve and, Shit, I won, so. <laughs> yeah. So what was that whole experience like? Like, um, almost like behind the scenes, because that season, they were freaking killers. That season. I remember watching, I watched every single episode. I was hooked on that one, because you got Stipe and DC as your coach, and then, yeah. like, Joe Giannetti, Luis Pena, like, guys that are just doing amazing now. And then even on the featherweight side of it, there was Brad Katona, Bryce Mitchell. So, like, what was it like being around, like, kind of like all these killers? It was a good experience. You know what? The fact that everybody was undefeated, everyone had a chip on their shoulder, but everybody was very professional. So there wasn't really like any animosity in any of the fights. Everybody knew we were all good. Mm -hmm. Everyone knew everyone's tough. They weren't, we weren't going to have like an easy fight at all. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, I feel like that almost weeds out like the drama too, doesn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I, I, anytime there was like some drama, I mean, Look, you put 14, 12, 14 guys in a house or 16, I guess, and they can't contact anybody and we're ready to fight. Like, tempers are going to flip, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The testosterone is going to go through the roof and people are going to butt heads. But um, 
anytime there was anything going on, I kind of just stuck to myself. There was a couple guys that I got along with really well, and uh, we would just hang out and chill. And I mean, most of the time we were kind of just taking naps in between training sessions because we were doing double sessions. We were exhausted, you know, just not even just physically, mentally too, just being stuck there. And uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was a relatively easy experience. I mean, it was hard, but yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot tougher. You know, I had different expectations going in, but it worked out really well. It was a great group of guys, and I I wouldn't do it again, but it's a great <laughs> opportunity. I think yeah. they should they should continue with the show. They they kind of stopped one season after me, um, because I know they're they're they've been going through the contender series, which is like, a, it's an awesome opportunity to get a contract. Mm-hmm. It's definitely way easier than doing yeah, the show. I was gonna say that was another question I had. Would you um have rather like done that route or did you like the ultimate fighter i mean because with the ultimate fighter you also get like that many more weeks of publicity and interviews. yeah yeah i mean there's pros and cons to both uh at the time i don't think there was contender series yet so if i had the two options i probably would have done contender just because mm-hmm. you you'd get in and out right like that and it's one fight i'm not stuck somewhere outside of my comfort zone i can still train with my gym and then i just go yeah so, I mean, it's definitely the easier route. I mean, not saying that the fight would be easy, but, I mean, being on the show, stuck away for six weeks, you're isolated, and you fight a couple times in a short span. I mean, I fought twice in eight days. So, yeah. it does take a toll on the body. And uh, But at the same time, like you said, it, it definitely exposes you more to the world versus the contender series, which is like a short little clip of your life, and then you go fight. So, yeah. I mean, what was it like to training with the uh, Stipe, the heavyweight goat, in my opinion? So what was it like being around him? It, it was awesome. He had a good uh, way of coaching us. Like he brought in a great coaching staff, a bunch of guys. They were great. And they did a good job of taking our minds off fighting um, every now and then, like every day, almost every day, every other day, they would try and take us out at night and, mm-hmm. Like we would go to a restaurant or something and they treat us or we went go-karting we went to the park and just hung out, threw a football around, whatever. It just got our minds off the fighting. And I thought that was a really uh, great thing that they were doing because the other guy, the other team was like stressed out and they were getting worked hard. And I mean, they won most of their fights. So <laughs> I mean, but they were definitely miserable because mm. they, they were just stuck there. They would go from gym back to the house, gym back yeah, to the house. A lot of injuries too, right? What's up? A lot of injuries too, right? Yeah, there was a few. I mean, it's the name of the game. But, uh, I mean, I, do I think it's from being overworked? No. Nah, but I was banged up right after my first fight. Like, I didn't even train in between. I just did recovery just because I couldn't, I couldn't punch. My knuckles were hurting. Mm-hmm. My hip was bothering me. My knee. So I had to kind of just get as healthy as I could as, as fast as possible before yeah. the next fight. So, yeah. so yeah. were there any like behind the scenes stories or anything that maybe didn't hit the cameras that like, I don't know, pop in your head? Um, we would definitely try and like mess with the camera crew because it, they, <laughs> they like, we all had microphones on, on us. So like if they weren't, in the same room as us, they could still hear us. Like if we started like talking shit about somebody or we started talking about fights, like they would just like sprint to the room and start like filming. So sometimes like we, we would pretend to like talk shit. They would come and then we would just leave. Oh, that's hilarious. 
Yeah. <laughs> or like late at night, like we start talking in the rooms, all of a sudden the lights go on, they're like sprinting out of the back, like ready to film and then we just like go back to sleep. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, you won Ultimate Fighter, which was insane. Great. It was awesome. And then you have to like almost defend the Ultimate Fighter like championship, like your next fight against like Luis Pena. So what was that like too? So that's like almost like keeping you in that mindset. Yeah. I mean, he got hurt on the show. He thought he should have won. I mean, he's a great fighter, yeah. but uh, I proved him wrong. Plain and simple. I, it, I don't, I don't ever like put pressure on myself. Like any, you could talk shit to me all you want, but it doesn't affect me. Like mm -hmm. I, it's like, okay, we're, we're going to fight. I'm going to be able to punch you. You're going to be able to punch me. Like there's no sense in like trying to get me riled up because it's not going to work. Yeah. And he called me out, and I was like, "Okay, let's do it." Yeah, I mean that takes. I mean that takes balls to defend. Like you're almost defending the Ultimate Fighter title, which is, I mean, yeah. that's ballsy in my opinion. And you went out I mean, there and made your statement. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, it's cool that it it stays with me. And when they like announce me in the fight, they announce that I was the Ultimate Fighter winner, which mm -hmm. is cool. It's almost like when they announce you as like a UFC champion, you know. So, uh, I do feel like I should go out there and really put pressure on people because my name's out there. They're going to see me as a target and they're going to want to fight me like, Oh, he's the ultimate fighter. Let's, let's see what he's made of, you know? So I'm going to have to go out there and really hold my own and put pressure on other people and take it to them because yeah. I got that title right on me. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was the same, the same card as a Korean zombie Yair, right? Yeah, that was, a, that was an awesome card. Say, did you even get? Did you get to see the fight too? Yeah, I, as soon as I I went in the back because I was the first fight on the main card. Mm -hmm. I went in the back and I was just relaxing. And I watched the rest of the fights in the back. It was crazy. Yeah. That was a crazy fight. Mm -hmm. Now, is there anything like in behind the scenes, like even just being in like an event like that? Any like behind the scenes that like people really wouldn't know about, like being in the UFC? Hmm. I mean. Not really. I we kind of just like relax. I mean, for me, I don't really do too much during fight week. Like I'll do light workouts, you know, to keep the body loose. Um, but for the most part, I'm just relaxing and chilling and making sure I'm 100% for the fight. And uh, even like leading up to the fight that on fight day, like I'm in the hotel relaxing with my family, say bye to them, take the bus to the arena. I'm just in the back with my coaches and um, we kind of just shoot the shit and laugh, make jokes and mess around and then start warming up, go out there, fight, come back in. And there's like a lot of, they have like, they always have like a lot of food in the back and stuff like that. So we have to like cut weight and fight in and stuff. We can finally eat garbage and just yeah. like relax a little bit. So I, I think that's like my favorite part just after the fight, being able to relax, go eat have some ice cream. I was going to say, too, that's a tough thing, being Italian and then being a fighter. Because, I mean, I've cut weight. I've wrestled in box. So I've, like, cut weight. And my mom's cooking veal parm and pasta. Yeah. Like, well, I'll stick with my salmon for tonight. But Yeah. I, honestly, I tell you, that's usually the first thing I'm craving after I fight is, like, a big Sunday dinner with the family. Mm -hmm. like, every time, I'm always like, Dad, like, get ready. Like, I, I want a big Italian dinner. That's what I want. That's awesome. Always. What? What's your family's reaction to like fight week and everything? Are they like even more nervous than you or? Oh yeah. I mean, they're, they're nervous, but they get pumped. Like I always bring like a ton of family to the fights. Like no matter where, where the fight is, it'd be anywhere in the world. They're coming. 
Yeah, classic. No matter what. They even said, like, if I book a fight, like, during quarantine, they're, they're somehow getting there. <laughs> like, so it's, it's always a good time. We always go out and celebrate afterwards. And, uh, but I, it's good to have a big uh, support behind me. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, couldn't really ask for much more than that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you're kind of coming off a little bit of a loss. You dropped down to featherweight, too. What, what was uh, behind that decision? Well, I was a featherweight before I went on the show. I just okay. did 55 on the show because I didn't have to cut weight and I was going to be stuck there. And if I was going to fight multiple times, it doesn't make sense to have to kill myself the whole time. I wanted to at least enjoy the process and not have to cut too much weight. So 55 was no, no brainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you dropped down to featherweight. You have had a tough uh, recent fight uh, last year and, now you're kind of coming back. What are you kind of looking for on the horizon? You said maybe a fight at the end of the year, anything like in particular? Yeah, yeah maybe the end of the year. Not sure yet. Um, I'm finally like healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last couple of years, I, I've just been banged up. And like my last fight, especially, like I was only in there at like 50%. You know, obviously hindsight's 2020, but, mm-hmm. you know, looking back, moving forward, I'll, I won't take a fight if I'm that banged up. Yeah, kind of just like a stubborn, uh, a, a stubborn uh, decision to make because I was just like, screw it, I'm gonna fight, like whatever. But probably wasn't the smartest idea. Well, you you learn. That's it. For sure. I I, I forget who said it. Recently. Somebody said recently, like there's no off season to fighting, so you're like constantly training, constantly banged up. So it's kind of tough to get a full recovery like that. Yeah, I mean, after a fight, I usually like will take a week off. Um, and just relax my body. I'll just do like recovery stuff, maybe train lightly, but I don't go too crazy. I, depending on how banged up I am, sometimes I'm fine and I just get right back to work. Other times I, I need maybe a, a little bit longer than a week, you know, so it, you never know. You go into a fight. I mean, win or lose, everybody loses. You get banged up and get hurting and <laughs> it just takes I mean, a toll. Even training, you're training at Tiger Showman. You got killers in that room too, 24-7. So training with guys like yeah. Jimmy Rivera and Shane Burgos, what's that like? It's awesome. Yeah. We've been beating each other up since before the UFC days. So yeah. <laughs> it's just it's, – it's good to have a room full of guys with the same mindset that we're just trying to go out there and take out the other person in front of us and we're trying to make a name for ourselves and we all help each other. And it's, it's a great environment to work in. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, I got a, actually got a couple of fan questions. I'll check my Instagram, too, to see if we have any more. But one came oh, yeah. from Hannah Manning. And what um, mixed martial arts or what, like, fighting discipline would you recommend for females that want to get started? Um, I definitely think just for females, whether it's competition or not, I think jujitsu is a super important art form to learn just for self-defense aspects because no matter how big the person is you got good technique like you could be big and strong but you can't flex and stop blood flow to the brain so (laughs) you could choke a dude out twice your size and be able to protect yourself so I think jujitsu is definitely a smart way to go because 90 percent of the time especially on the street a fight's going to end up on the ground someone's going to grab so it's good to have a good understanding of what to do in certain situations. Totally agree. Totally agree. And then uh, just another one from um, another follower. What's your favorite me? I guess you kind of covered this a little bit, but favorite meal, I guess you said like post fight, you like a good Sunday dinner. So is that like pasta, meatballs? I, I love, 
rigatoni bolognese. That's like my favorite. I had one of the best bolognese in Italy. I was in um, Tuscany with my family. It was back when I, I went there in like seventh grade mm -hmm. and I had like a wild boar bolognese. Oh my God. It was like the best. I can still taste it right now. Like, <laughs> it has not left my mind. The next time I go, I'm going to make a point to get that same thing. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you're out in Jersey, right? Yeah. So what are like uh, some go-to spots around the Jersey area? So, uh, I know I was in Newark a couple years ago. I was actually there for the VMAs. I wasn't just hanging out in Newark. <laughs> but uh, we went to Calandra's on the way back. So that was like a good spot. Okay, yeah, no, Calandra's is good. Um, man, there's so many. It's hard to just be like this one spot. Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe if you had like a pizza spot, go-to pizza spot. Um, yeah, I mean, the, back, back in my, my town where I grew up in, in Ramsey's, that's like all the way North Jersey. Um, there's a really good spot called, uh, Pietro's. They had great pizza, just great times. It was, uh, it was run by, uh, these identical twin Italian brothers right off the boat. Great place to eat. I mean, I always liked it. So awesome. that's a good spot. Yeah. Small little spot. Nobody really knows about unless you grew up in Ramsey. So, I mean, I'd go check that out. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Anything that you wanted to plug? Your social media? Is anything else you got going on business-wise? Uh, no, just follow me uh, at the Lone Wolf MMA on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, Oh, one more, one more question. One more question. Yeah. Where did the cowboy hat come from? The USA cowboy hat? Man, me and my family, we're, we're like, we were born in the wrong state. My <laughs> We like uh, we like to hunt. We like to fish. We like to be on the outdoors. Um, my my cousins they they all they have a place in Wyoming and they run their own hunting outfitters uh, called That's Constant crazy. Quest. And uh, yeah, I mean we hunt all the time and they they go all over the world hunting and uh, yeah that that's just where it comes from. I just like the Western aspect of stuff like i got my own guns and i got a revolver or lever action rifle like <laughs> i just i'm into that stuff man awesome that's awesome so i appreciate you coming on brother um good luck to you good luck with everything in the future hopefully get a fight soon by the end of the year then end up at madison square garden soon hell yeah man thanks appreciate it thanks for coming on man all right have a good one wings and going is this wings to go? <laughs> who wants some hot wings warning seven wings six features food-based stunts and stupid performances either by the professionals or under the supervision of trained professionals to ensure that these hot wings are eaten correctly according to the BICBP and the producers must insist that no one attempts to recreate or unknowingly eat any of these hot wings. Infernal and suicide wings are no joke. Leave it to the professional idiots that do these stunts and activities. Watch Seven Wings Six. Seven Wings Six, what will we do next? Whatever, Whatever the, the we want. want.